This is the first Australian female-hosted surfing podcast, Amongst the Waves. I'm your host, Tanya Carroll, and I'm a surf coach, a Czech practitioner, and I'm completely caught up in all things surfing and getting to behind the scenes of surfing culture. I have surrendered my soul to becoming a better surfer. In each of the episodes of Amongst the Waves, I will bring you a perspective you might not have thought about before in the hope that it entertains you and helps you learn something new. I also hope that it helps build your stoke. My guest on today's episode is Rob O'Hara from the WOW Foundation. Rob is a Waves of Wellness lead facilitator with a professional background in mental health, having graduated with an honours degree in psychology from the University of Sydney. Rob began volunteering as a surf mentor with Waves of Wellness towards the end of his psychology degree and has been working as a program facilitator in Sydney ever since. Rob's core passions in mental health include providing accessible and equitable therapy and psychoeducation, promoting healthy lifestyle practices and increasing mental health literacy among the general population across Australia. These passions align directly with the missions of WOW. Welcome to the Amongst the Waves podcast. Today I have with me Rob O'Hara from the WOW program. Now I've worked with the WOW program for is well the two programs that we've had at Urban Surf. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you guys was because I believe so heavily in the program and what I've seen it do with people that I've been coaching at Urban Surf, but I also wanted to get the background about what it's all about and where it evolved and why it evolved and um, so that my listeners can understand it from the surf therapy side of things. Because I think we've heard, if you've been in the surf world for a while, you've heard about surf therapy, but um, I want to get to the nuts and bolts about why it actually works and, and what the WOW program does. So welcome, Rob. Good day. Um, can you tell me what WOW means in the program and where the foundation started and who started it? Yeah, so WOW stands for Waves of Wellness. Uh, we're a mental health charity uh, that's using surf therapy as both a uh, management and prevention strategy for uh, dealing with mental health and ill health. So uh, we run our sessions on the beach, which would simulate a normal uh, therapeutic hospital setting um, where these sessions are normally run in hospital. We hold those discussions down on the beach or on the concrete down at Urban Surf, which is where you've been working with the team. Um, and then we provide a really open and relaxed space for people to come down and open up these discussions around mental health. And then by combining that through surfing, it's awesome because everyone who surfs knows about the incredible therapeutic benefits of surfing and in opening that up uh, to participants it allows them to access that natural environment and also uh, the feelings of accomplishment that come with learning a new skill. How was the wealth like how because I've heard a little bit about what Joel has said when I met him the first time and you guys were down here in December launching wow at Urban Surf but how did it evolve and how did it start like what whose idea was it? Yeah, so Joel, as you said, our fearless leader, um, he uh, started Waves of Wellness. He was working uh, for a mental health service in Bondi and he found that particularly with one of his patients, he just wasn't getting through to them in that setting um, from, you know, whatever it was, maybe them just not feeling comfortable in that really formal therapeutic setting. And one day he took a bit of a clinical risk and said, all right, let's go surfing. He knew that this person had surfing in their background and it was something that they really wanted to get back to. So he took that opportunity and took this participant down to the beach and got him out in the water and found that while they were out in the water, this patient actually opened up a lot more than they had, you know, in the last three months of therapy combined, which was a really special experience. And then from that, the seed was planted and the pumpkin grew, I guess, of this idea that surfing could be used clinically as a tool in mental health therapy. How many um, programs do you have running at the moment? And is it just the East Coast of Australia? 
Yeah, so at the moment we're up and down the east coast of Australia, um, just about to open on the Gold Coast and Perth is opening in October as well. So we've got, I think, about six or seven sites up and down the east coast and then it'll be eight with Perth um, with plans to open further sites. So I'd say probably around uh, 30 programs running at one time, maybe yeah. even more than that, close to 40 programs running at one time up and down the coast. So how do you get from that point where you've got, where Joel's got one person who where he's treating in a clinical practice and takes that into the surf to where you are today with like hundreds of people in programs across Australia at any one time mm -hmm. no, it's an awesome story actually I think so it's kicked off in uh 2017 so we've been running for coming up on five years now it's so and, young yeah and it's such an interesting point that the growth in that time has been really incredible and I think it's a real testament to the passion and dedication from the team that's been involved from the start yeah. Um, with Joel and board members and Mark Maselli as well. Um, people who have just put their hearts and souls into it and made it into what it is now. And yeah, for it to grow that much in that short amount of time, I think it really speaks to the need for this kind of program in the community. And, you know, while it is a testament to the passion and incredibly hard work of everyone in the team, it's also, you know, it speaks to the demand that there is for this kind of service providing absolutely. this therapy in a natural setting. Yeah, in nature. Mm, absolutely. Where does the funding come from? Yeah, so we're funded through a variety of different avenues. Uh, we get grants to run a lot of programs. Uh, Movember is a huge funder of ours. Mm. They fund what we call our sand and surf sessions, which are our prevention-based sessions where anyone can come down and it's just about getting people together in a group for a chat on the beach, uh, getting these conversations around mental health going and through that, making the conversations more mainstream and reducing the stigma around mental health in that way. And then our other funding avenues, um, for example, the Department of Health, um, we've run NDIS programs before, um, Department of Veterans Affairs have funded a couple of programs as well. Um, so it kind of comes down to uh, what community group we're targeting through specific programs. Um, we run a range of them, as I just touched on, we've got uh, veterans programs, refugee programs, LGBT programs. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one you were working on down in Melbourne with. One of the ones we've had in this last block, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it sounded like that was a really amazing program. It was very, very interesting and very different from what I had done with the Movember groups as well as um, some of the women's groups as well. So, the, yeah, the youth police group was um, an interesting challenge bringing those kids and police together, but so rewarding and so... Um, so much work needs to be done in that area. So really brilliant that that's coming into it. Yeah, I think we've been talking a lot with our wonderful facilitator, Camilla, who was leading that program and she loved that one. It sounded yeah. awesome. Yeah. So if I'm someone from the general public who's never heard about the WOW program before, how do I find out whether I would be eligible to go into it? And like what, like I know what surfing brings to me and I know what surfing brings to surfers and I know that feeling and, um, but I get people, or we get people in the program down here who have got some surfing experience, but we've get people who never surfed before. So how does a person with a mental health problem find out about you and go, I want to put my hand up to be in that program? Yeah. Uh, so that's something that we're working on, just spreading the word across Australia, because we know how many people, like we were touching on before, how many people want to come down to our programs and how much of a need there is for it in the community. Mm -hmm. And throughout our program spectrum we cater to everyone 
So like we were touching on before, we've got our sand and surf programs, which are open to anyone in the community. They can come down and sign up and um, yeah, just come down to the beach and get that uh, wellbeing and learn to surf um, six week program all for, totally for free, which is awesome to be able to offer. And then we also have those more targeted clinical programs, like we were touching on before, whether it be um, veterans or refugee programs or youth at risk, like was down in Melbourne. We've also got um, adult specific programs for those who are experiencing more mental ill health challenges. Uh, we're just about to start some women's programs up in Bondi, which will be awesome. Uh, pen down, uh, lockdown pending, but lockdown pending, we're working yeah. on that at the moment. Um, so yeah, there's a whole range of programs and absolutely everyone's eligible for um, various programs that we've got coming up in our schedule. So it's just about spreading the word and getting people down there. So I know the ones that in surf, we've only done learn to surf. We've had people who have had some experience who are more than learn to surfers when they come into it, but the majority of people are fresh and new. But do you have programs that continue on rather than being just the six or the eight weeks? Like, do you have them that are for, me, for people who want to progress through that and stay within the programs? Yeah, for sure. So we don't currently have the capacity to continue our programs, um, but it's our aim throughout our programs to empower participants to both take control of their own mental wellbeing throughout the six or eight weeks. Um, and we call it uh, expanding our mental health toolkit. Mm. So throughout the programs, we'll discuss various different mental health topics and aim to empower individuals to continue on post-program with the skills that they learn and look after themselves as best they can, whether that be through uh, techniques that they learn throughout the program to manage this themselves both when they're feeling well and unwell and also uh, promoting the idea that seeking help is a really positive thing when we need to it's something that most absolutely most people will experience throughout their lives reaching a point where they need to seek help and it's a really positive thing to do much like going to see a GP um, going to see a psych you know just working on yourself both when you're feeling unwell and well and then also in terms of the surfing aspect, we're really hoping that through the six weeks and the eight weeks uh, surfing lessons that we provide, um, we'll equip individuals with the skills to move forward in that surfing element as well. Um, and moving forward, we're aiming to get some meetups going down at the beach. And while our programs don't necessarily continue on, um, that is a space that we're working on for past participants to try and get some community element together to get everyone together and continue surfing. But we often find that we start um, group chats following some of our groups and um, participants will stay together, which is a really beautiful thing and continue those social connections they've started down at the program and then use that as a space to continue their surfing as a group. So you're finding that as well, like, because we find that at Urban Surf, like that the groups are not, not large groups, but the connections that people make within the water within the group when they first start have continued afterwards. I'm seeing the guys all the time at Urban Surf and they were coming into the Surf Academy and catching up and saying hi. And even out in the water, I was actually surfing with one of the guys a couple of weeks ago in one of the sessions. And it's um, that element of connected connectedness, I think is really important to improving people's mental health. And I think the mm -hmm. WOW program from what I've seen really does that in a strong capacity. Is, something, is that one of the values that the company has? For sure, that social connection is such a big focus of ours to, to promote these groups where we're providing a safe space down on the sand or the concrete urban surf, as we said, where 10 strangers can come together and engage in these mental health related discussions and have that space, so that safe space to be vulnerable together. And learning through that, that vulnerability in sharing our experience is a real strength. And through that vulnerability, we find that these groups of 
10 strangers who come together at the start of a program are incredibly close and really good mates by the end of either the six weeks or the eight week program. Why does that happen? Why is it that the, and do you find this, that have you got experience with one-on-one practice with mental health and versus groups, or does that not where your background is? is Uh, My background at this stage is primarily in uh, group facilitation. Yeah. So in what you know from being around this industry, do you see a difference in the, um, in group therapy versus one-on-one therapy and how it differs and how it um, accelerates their ability to share and people's social connection, things like that. Like it seems to be from what I see that they get more out of it being in a group, which I wouldn't have thought was the normal thing for mental health um, therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting point. And yeah, as I said, I'm uh, pretty fresh out of my psych degree. I've been working with WOW for a few years now. Um, so I have a lot of experience in that group facilitation space, but not at this stage in the one-on-one clinical therapy. But it's interesting that you touch on um, getting more out of the group sessions. I think it obviously comes down to the individual and what they're hoping to get out of it. Like one-on-one um, psychotherapy and psychology-based therapy is incredible. And um, so many people find so much benefit in that. And then on the other side, there's so much benefit to be gained from hearing other people's experiences and almost learning all together, like down in our groups, we don't want it to be just two facilitators coming and telling everyone the ins and outs of psychology. And while we do provide that psychoeducation, a huge part of the group is learning from one another. And I find that even as a facilitator, I learn so much from other people sharing their experiences in the group as well. And it's a really valuable learning experience in that sense, in addition to the social connection that it provides. Yeah, I think people get really, what I've seen is people get really brave. They're not necessarily brave to start with because certain personality types will be braver in the first session or two, but certainly by the end of it, the people who come into it thinking that they were, or seeming like they were quite guarded, their guard drops Mm -hmm. and that they're more willing to share, I think, because of that, because they see that um, people around them have been vulnerable enough to share as well so not that they feel like they have to one-up them or anything like that but they feel like they can say what they feel on the inside in that environment which (laughs) do you think that is different from being um inside four walls to do that group therapy like because you're out in nature and because um there's no boundaries yeah yeah i think like we touched on before sometimes the four walls therapy room as you called it can be quite intimidating for some people and like we said before um psychology-based therapies are incredibly helpful and awesome for a lot of people but our aim is to catch those people who fall through the cracks of that traditional therapy and through getting them outdoors in the sunlight having a chat in a really open wide space in the fresh air we find that that adds a another element of relaxation and calms participants into feeling that it is a really safe space to come and share and learn from one another. And I was just going to ask you about what you said when you said people are brave in sharing. Yeah. Can you, can you explain that a little bit? Um, it takes courage, I think, to come into a group that you've never met before and share such deep things that um, have affected your life in a way. And I think one, that they don't necessarily know everybody else in the group, but two they um they like i said they sit they see other people sharing and they feel i don't think they would call themselves brave but i see a lot of 
I guess the better word is courage in that, that they, um, yeah, that they're, they're not sitting face to face with someone and feel like they have to measure up to something as well. And their, mm. their ability to share and their ability to be open in a way that is going to help somebody else. And I think they see it like that as well, that their story might be similar or might be slightly different, but they also might have something that might not have worked for them, but might worked if that might have worked for them that might work for somebody else who's having a similar experience to them. So that that's I guess where that bravery or what I mean by that bravery that they they feel like they can help somebody else. And they might not see that as bravery, but I see that as bravery or, or courage. I think yeah, in addition to bravery and courage, I think I really like the word strength. And a big idea that we try to promote down at programs is that there's a lot of strength in being vulnerable in conversations like that and overturning that stigma that it's weak to speak. It's absolutely not. And like you said, I think the greatest strength comes from being vulnerable because you're not sure, like people don't realise how much being vulnerable can help others along the way. You know, other people might be experiencing exactly the same thing as you or similar things. And through sharing that and normalising it, it reduces the stigma around those kinds of experiences and can really allow people to open up and feel comfortable with the experiences that they've or challenges that they've been facing. Yeah. Um, you guys are big on, like you said, you mentioned the tools. And I really like, can you explain to me, because I like this element of the WOW program, that there's a different topic for each week. Can you um, unpack the theory behind that? Yeah. yeah. So having a topic in facilitating a discussion is a really good way to um, foster a conversation and um, give it a bit of direction as we're chatting throughout the group uh, so each week we've got a different discussion topic whether it be for the six or eight week program so we've got a range of topics including you know just discussing the um, concept of wellness as a pretty broad concept it's really interesting to get everyone's perceptions on that when we first come down to the program and then we cover a range of other um, mental health and just broader well-being related topics whether it be self-esteem or relationships or problem solving or stress management and uh, mindfulness is also one of my favorite weeks where yeah. we start to promote some uh, awesome grounding exercises and use that as an experience to promote that among participants as well. So that's an example of the structure that we might have over the eight weeks. And then we find that conversations change as well based on, you know, the demographic that's in the group or the experiences that people are sharing and the way that that's facilitated throughout can really, really shape the discussion. So we consider it to be a participant-led discussion. And I think that fosters the learning experience from learning from one another in the group as well. Yeah, absolutely. Are your facilitators um, psychologists or do they have to have a certain level of education in the area before they're um, able to work with the groups? Yeah, so the majority of our facilitators are coming from a mental health related background. So for example, I'm uh, from a psychology background uh, and my co-facilitator at the moment is from a psychology background as well. And then we've got a range of others, whether it be social work or mental health nursing, um, occupational therapy as well. Uh, and then we've also got a few teachers in our team as well who are awesome facilitators and bring that group facilitation skill base to the group. And even in those instances where the facilitators aren't necessarily from that mental health background, even though um, every facilitator does a mental health first aid course as well. So there is an element of that mental health background. Yeah. Um, but the structure that we stick to and the way that we structure these discussions and hold those in that facilitation space, we've come up with that structure in accordance with uh, cognitive behavioural therapy practices. And we've developed that with mental health professionals, um, a clinical psychologist and an occupational therapist originally worked on 
um, that kind of structure that we stick to. So mm. we're very adherent to that while every facilitator also brings their own flair to each group a little bit. Brings their own skill set and their tools. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you work or do you get referrals from psychologists and psychologists or psychiatrists referring people to you guys? Like, do you have a network of that um, reciprocal relationship? Yeah, so it's, it's been awesome, actually. I think people seeing the changes in their patients or participants as they've referred them has been a real testament to the power of the program. And it's been really beautiful in a lot of those partnerships. You know, we work with uh, Headspace and Anglicare, um, a range of different mental health services um, across Australia throughout all their programs in those local areas. Those are two examples that just come to mind straight up. Um, and yeah, we're finding more and more people are referring their patients to our program, which is awesome as we start to spread the word a little bit more and people hear more about it. I think, oh, I've got an active patient or I've got someone who would love to get outdoors and get active and learn about those healthy lifestyle practices. This would be great for them in accordance or in conjunction with the with, therapy. With therapy that they, yeah, that they're, um, yeah, the more tools that people can get, the more they're likely to find something that actually works for them because not everything works for everybody. Yeah, and that's that's a great point as well, kind of learning what works for you throughout the course of the program too. You know, like we were saying, learning from others in the group it might be developing your mental health toolkit through listening to their experiences or realising that what works for other people doesn't necessarily work for you. Mm. And there's a great power that comes from figuring out your own mental health toolkit along the way and learning what does work for you and what you can put in your toolkit. Absolutely. Um what brought you to the WOW program and how did you find it? Like, what is like your background? Yeah, so as I said, I was studying my psych degree um, up here in Sydney. And towards the end of that, I heard about uh, WOW because my cousin knew Joel. Um, and my cousin first told me about the program. I was like, oh man, that sounds so sick. So <laughs> I sent them an email as I was nearing the end of my psych degree. And I was like, guys, can I please volunteer? I'd love to get involved. It sounds epic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, luckily they let me <laughs> and <laughs> I volunteered with them for about six months. And then once I finished my psych degree, um, applied for the facilitator position up in Sydney, which was opening. Um, that was a few years ago and have been working with them ever since and ever since. been loving it. Awesome. Yeah. Why, did, were you a surfer before you joined the WOW program? Yep. Yeah. 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 Why, why do you think there's such a, a beautiful harmony between the group therapy and surfing like what is it about surfing that what I see is calms people and relaxes people and, and opens them up even more mm -hmm. yeah it's a really beautiful dichotomy I think between these kind of vulnerable discussions and opening up in this really beautiful space on the beach um, and then getting people out in the water for as you said an incredibly mindful activity and I think with surfing it's what they call a flow state activity and I think skydiving is another example. Um, and there are activities where people are just 100% in the moment, not thinking about anything else and can just completely enjoy the activity that they're experiencing, whether it's catching a wave or even just sitting out the back in the beautiful, beautiful big blue, enjoying the waves rolling in and just sitting out there. It's a really mindful experience and incredibly grounding as well. Um, as, as an activity to incorporate into daily life, it's a real, it's an awesome break just to give your head a break and think about nothing else while you're out there apart from the beautiful water. And we actually call the, the wine where the water meets the sand on the shore, the bullshit barrier. 
<laughs> you can cross and just sit out there with nothing else going on and no other influences I think surfing is really beautiful in that respect absolutely yeah I hadn't that's a very good way to describe it because yeah it feels like they let go and they can be themselves in the water where do you where does the wow foundation want to take the program in the future like what are the hopes for it yeah yeah it's a good question i think as we said at the start you know it's grown so much in the last five years and we're so stoked with that and it like we were also talking about it represents the need for this program in the wider community so i guess on a in a general sense it's our hope that we can expand to the point where we're offering it everywhere that it's needed in australia um we're looking at setting up hub sites in all our major cities um, and then from there we develop hybrid sites where we can establish with one facilitator at a program site working with a local surf school um, to run uh, our programs in those smaller communities as well and that's that's a really beautiful model because it allows us to reach regional communities that might not otherwise have access to as many mental health support services or just general health services um, or, you know, WOW programs, but to be able to reach these communities once we develop a bit more in the future, which we're currently doing now through some of our hybrid sites. Um, yeah. It's awesome. So looking to further develop that. Having the surf coaches and using the surf schools on site in the places that they know the surf and the area, also does that create a connection to the community that they might already have a base with? <laughs> yeah, that the, the surf school might have a base with. Yeah, so they might know people like there's a... Um, again, like a reciprocal referral program going on and might start happening whereby, like for myself, like I have clients here in the clinic where I practice with my husband, we've got a chiropractic clinic, but I have clients who I've said, you have to do this program. And even former clients who have gone, this program, I'm working in it at Adam Surf and I wouldn't, um, like even if I wasn't working in it, I would say it's an amazing program that you need to come and be a part of. Whereas like, so a surf schools that you use as part of the program like in the areas that you're using, they can, they've got a, a wider network of maybe in that community that you might not necessarily be able to touch without their, their knowledge. So they might have a connection with people that they say to people, well, actually, wow, program are running this, like you should come and do it. Is that part of what those hubs would be able to do for you? Yeah, so I guess, yeah, it's we're all about fostering those connections in the community and reaching as many people as we can. And partnering with South Schools is an awesome way to do that because that's a, um, way to touch base with a local setup that's already in the community and like you said it's such a valuable thing for having their knowledge of surf conditions and local beach conditions as well um, to promote that safety in the group and then also you know moving forward post program like we were touching on before this local surf schools can be a great avenue for people to continue surfing and uh, facilitate that connection and ongoing connection with the water if there is someone out in the audience who wants to help with the programs like in form of donation how do they do that and are you looking for people like philanthropists to throw money at the program yeah well touching on that we are a, we are a charity and we're a well-established charity but uh, every donation helps us so much whether it be through funding programs or funding the what we call the less sexy stuff behind the scenes you know uh, the things that we require keeping the lights on in the office and uh, making sure that uh, the back end stuff sorted so that we can continue to run programs down on the beach. So yeah, all donations are so much appreciated and um, very welcome. <laughs> and and the, way to, the way to donate is uh, it'll be at Waves of Wellness Foundation, the website, and there's a 
blue donate button up in the top right corner. Awesome. Um, and touching on that as well, probably just to finish up, tell us about the um, promotion that you ran a couple of months ago, a month or so ago, the uh, planking, nine minutes of planking. Yeah, so Plank Up the Volume was an awesome initiative that our uh, partnerships manager, Justine, headed up. And she did a great job with that. And the idea behind that was nine minutes of planking per day for the first nine days of June. And that was to represent the nine lives that we lose to suicide in Australia every day. And that's an incredible statistic. It's double the road toll. Um, and it just goes to show how prevalent suicide is in the community. And something, obviously, it's something that really needs to be touched on and brought further into our awareness. Um, and that was that was a really amazing community initiative where everyone got behind us and we saw so many videos of people planking for the nine minutes each day, which was, yeah, it was tough. The tummies yeah. were hurting after that, I tell you. <laughs> I bet they were. Um, is that something you're going to do again? Yeah, so we're looking, we've got a, we've got multiple campaigns each year. So um, Ducktober is another one that we've got coming up uh, around October, yep. uh, which is promoting the idea that everyone should get in the water every day for the month of October. Um, whether it be jumping in the ocean, uh, swimming pool or a cold shower for the uh, mental health benefits that cold water therapy provides. Yeah. And then also, yeah, looking at doing this Plank Up the Volume campaign again next year. Very cool. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or tell us about? Oh, we've covered everything. Yeah, I think pretty, pretty happy. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. And people can find you at, where was it? Foundationwow.com? Yeah, Waves of Wellness Foundation. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks very much for being here today, Rob. Thank you very much. Cheers, Tanya. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Amongst the Waves. I would love for you to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help increase our rankings, let more people listen to the podcast and share the love.